Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Rice Noodle Fish, Deep Travels Through Japan's Food Culture. Rice, noodle, and fish are the three most common ingredients in many home kitchens. They have long been the staples of home cooking. These three essential ingredients form the backbone of Japanese culinary culture, the soul of the Japanese diet. So, why do these common ingredients hold in such high esteem in the world of Japanese food? What is the story behind their importance? To uncover the secrets of these Japanese delicacies, Western journalist Matt Goulding embarks on a quest to discover Japanese food culture where rice, noodle, and fish reign supreme. On this journey, he will walk us through the streets of Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, and Hokkaido. In those cities, we will find shokunin food artisans deeply and singularly dedicated to their craft, calm, and professional. We will also see the food culture of passionate street vendors and diners new or old single-minded in their appetite for delicious food. It is these ordinary people who support and sustain the unique diversity of Japan's culinary culture. The author of this book Matt Goulding is the co-author of the American bestseller Eat This, Not That. He is also a journalist who writes for many famous publications including the New York Times, Time Magazine, and the Wall Street Journal. He is both co-founder and editor-in-chief of the independent online magazine Roads and Kingdoms. It was while preparing for a very special night that the idea for this book occurred to Goulding. During the day, he had received an invitation to dine with the Sugimoto clan, the oldest family in Kyoto. He was to sample dishes passed down over 600 years. Because this was such an auspicious party, he couldn't possibly attend without something decent to wear. He smartened himself up to get ready. While waiting for his laundry to dry, he pondered and reflected on the wonders of his past weeks traveling around Japan. He felt a strong desire to share those experiences and feelings with the world. He discussed this urge with his friend who was enthusiastic and supportive, helping him refine his thoughts. Thus, this book was born. When Rice Noodle Fish was published, it became one of the Financial Times Best Books of 2016. It was also the finalist for the 2016 IAC Awards, Literary Food Writing. In this book, what wonders will we discover about the culture of Japanese food? And how will it possibly bring us so many magical edible experiences with just three everyday ingredients, rice, noodles, and fish? In what follows, we will break the book into three parts and answer these questions in detail. Part 1, The Leading Role of Rice. Part 2, The National Strategy of Flour. Part 3, The Variety of Fishes. In the life of ordinary people, rice is a favorite staple of the Japanese diet. But for the Japanese shokunying, all details pertaining to rice have to be carefully considered. The quality of the rice will determine the success or failure of a rice dish. Among more than 10,000 shokunying in Tokyo, Koji Sawade is considered to be one of the best at cooking rice with the utmost attention to detail. 
Sawada started life as a truck driver before becoming a sushi chef. Today he runs a minute sushi bar in Tokyo, serving only 12 customers a day. Mr. Sawada is unwilling to expand his business, not to mention he plans on cutting two of his existing seats. Don't underestimate the dedication of this kind of small bar. There is a strong possibility that the most authentic and delicious sushi in Tokyo is hidden in this tiny space. Most Japanese sushi consists of two components, shari, the seasoned rice that forms the base, and netta, the slice of fish that rests on top. Rice is 80% and is the key to successful sushi making. Only a shokunin can master the technique. Sawada's shari is rich, suffused with delicate umami, or savoriness. With this subtle sourness, the rice stimulates the mouth, preparing you to savor other delicious tastes that will follow. In Japan, rice plays a crucial role in many cuisines. In addition to sushi, there is also a high-end cuisine known in Kyoto as kaiseki, where rice is the indispensable and principal part. Speaking of kaiseki, some people may not have heard of it. Its origin goes back to when Zen Buddhist monks carried a stone to fight off hunger during extended periods of fasting. The practice was called kaiseki in Japanese which literally means a stone in the stomach. Later, some refreshments began to be served to alleviate the monks' craving for food. These refreshments subsequently evolved into this renowned Japanese haute cuisine, a dish that is a work of art. Of course, the author wasn't going to overlook such an illustrious cuisine. To taste a kaiseki meal, he visited a local Kyoto restaurant, boasting two Michelin stars. The meal started. The first course was a bowl of rice from Niigata Prefecture. Topped with only a garnish comprising a pot of lightly grilled fava beans the countless grains of rice in the bowl were warm with a glistening sheen of starch. Next, two soups were served in black lacquered bowls. One bowl was the dashi, a stock of seaweed and dried tuna, simmered briefly for only 20 minutes. The other contained onion rings cooked to a pearly white color in the same dashi stock. What Goulding experienced in these three courses was three expressions of water. He was drawn into a rich and varied cycle of flavors. It provided the boldest and most unpredictable introduction to any meal he had ever encountered. Of the restaurant's chef Toshiro Ogata, Goulding wrote, with each new course, he offers up little bites of the ethos that drives his cooking, the tastes and the words playing off each other like a kaiseki echo chamber. You can judge for yourself that he was more than satisfied with this kaiseki experience. It was a delicious initiation that Goulding would never forget. But over the next few days, after tasting many meals, Matt lost his initial passion for kaiseki. It wasn't until he met Ken Yokoyama that he learned a more refined appreciation of kaiseki. They talked a lot about kaiseki. With the help of Mr. Yokoyama, they secured a reservation at Sojiki Nakahigashi, one of the most sought-after restaurants in all of Kyoto. In Sojiki Nakahigashi, the bar faces the open kitchen. You can see the traditional cooking utensils on the stove in the kitchen, which the chef uses to cook rice. The restaurant owner Hasao Nakahigashi pointed out that rice is sacred to the Japanese. 
They eat white rice at every meal but never get tired of it. When Mr. Nakahigashi lifted the first rice cooker's lid, hot steam accompanied by a starchy aroma immediately filled the room. The whole restaurant cheered and applauded, demonstrating the significance of rice to all Japanese people. Goulding went out of his way to recount the entire process of the Kaiseki feast, and its highlight was the rice. The rice was served with a charcoal-smoked anchovy. At the bottom of the bowl was a layer of lightly grilled matsutake mushrooms, and on top was a sleeter of orange fish roe. Another dish was the crispy rice crust from the bottom of the pan, sautéed in rice bran oil, sea salt, and seasoned with spicy peppercorns. For the finale, a delicious chazuk or Japanese rice and tea soup presented with wild herbs and crispy rice floating on the cooked rice broth was served. Overall, rice was the essence of the meal, designed to show off the rice's beauty in both taste and appearance. There was no doubting that this kaiseki meal was also relatively expensive. A total of eight courses could cost you $300. But in Goulding's opinion, the experience of such a feast is well worth it. Besides kaiseki, you can also find rice in many other meals. Japanese people also love donbei, a mix of rice with various kinds of seafood. What does donbei actually mean? Donbei often shortened to don simply means bowl. The range of dishes includes a vast array of rice topped with delicious ingredients. There are some typical dons in Hokkaido such as oyakodon with egg and chicken and anadon with grilled eel. Raw fish don is the most dreamy of all the dons. With warm rice, cold sashimi, a small piece of wasabi, and a few drops of soy sauce, it is just like eating sushi, but less pompous and expensive. Among the seafood dons in Goulding's book, the Hokkaido Superheroes special is the one he recommends the most highly. In this brimming bowl of don, you will find four types of seafood, scallops, salmon roe, hairy crab, and sea urchins, the delicacies piled on the rice. When you chew on them, you will feel fish eggs bursting into your mouth with the sweetness and fragrance of the ocean. The delicious and tender scallop meat and sea urchins melt in your mouth like cheese. Goulding suggests that this food experience was like a dramatic shudder, like being stirred and shaken from within. Deliciousness as such. Goulding ate nothing but donbei for the next few days whether it was 7 a.m. before sunrise when the fish were still sleeping, 2 p.m. when the locals were mustering up their energy for the afternoon's work, or 11 p.m. when the clerk was a little antsy, ensuring his stomach was satisfied. From these descriptions, you can ascertain that whether it is classic sushi, high-end kaiseki, or the typical varieties of donbei, rice is always the star in Japanese cuisine. Like the walk-ons or extras in a movie, the toppings are only supporting acts. Japanese people adore their rice. It is the soul of the daily diet in Japan, deservedly so. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.